the health of our teeth and gums and how that pertains to the health of the rest of our body with an interesting focus on fertility. That's today's show on the Lotox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and today is show, gosh, 368, I think we're up to, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have mine and my son's dentist joining me on today's show, which is actually an interview that we recorded a few years ago now. Uh, His name is Dr. Lewis Ehrlich, and he is uh, a dentist at the Sydney Holistic Dental Centre, which was founded by both his uncle, Ron Ehrlich, who I've had on the show before, and uh, his dad. And it is such a joy to bring you this interview, which is actually one of our library interviews that sits inside the Preconception Ninja course. But as I was listening to it recently uh, to update a few resources and and uh, see what else we might need to put in there for our students, which by the way, you can always check out at lowtoxlife.com and hit the courses tab and see one of the 11 courses that might be able to help you with the goals that you have in your life right now. I was listening through and it's a punchy interview. It's under 30 minutes and it just made so much sense for all health goals to know this information. So I wanted to bring it out. And even though it is recorded in the context of fertility preparation and health and optimization, I really felt like this actually is something everyone should know. And we've often had uh, dental health conversations, gum health conversations. And of course, because we're always looking through things in from the holistic perspective, we're linking that to full body health all the time. So I think you're going to really enjoy this show, whether you are in your baby making stage, whether that's not even a thing for you, uh, or whether it's long past, it's all going to be interesting. So Lewis, if you haven't heard him before, I've got the ways that you can follow him on Instagram. He always has thought-provoking shares uh, and uh, is um, a wonderful practitioner. He also actually wanted to initially be a professional soccer player, and I love how while he had to pivot to dentistry and may have been forced to by family members. No, no. As, as Lewis explains, it was not, uh, against his will. Uh, it was an unfortunate series of injuries, uh, that ended his professional soccer career. Um, these days, the way that plays out is by supporting the Socceroos, the Matildas, A-League, W-League, national youth teams, uh, and, uh, of course, his wonderful patients at Sydney Holistic Dental Centre. He's done post-grad work at Oxford, super smart, and is, like me, always very interested in sharing full picture information, multiple perspectives, and not afraid to dance in the grey area of what we're not certain of or what 
might be more true in the middle of certain extremes. Uh, and uh, that's something I've always respected about Lewis, uh, very much so. So I'm going to hook into that conversation in a little minute. Please remember you have Oz Climate giving us 10% off their already very often discounted uh, dehumidifiers and air purifiers from the Winix range. Uh, I recently recorded, if you head to at Lotox Life on Instagram, uh, you will see all the different little highlight buttons. One of those highlight buttons is called mold. And if you click on it just last week, if you're listening to this live, I actually recorded a really useful recap on how you can start to monitor humidity in your home and know that you might need dehumidification support and what that might look like. It's really comprehensive. Uh, You can ask me questions in the DMs as well, but I'm going to leave that there so that I can start this show. One last little mention on that uh, sponsorship of the podcast is that your code is LOWTOXLIFE to get that 10% off. And you can do that at ozclimate.com.au or they allow that code to be used on phone orders as well. So if you're not sure what size you need or if you're trying to choose between a dehumidifier and air filter because you can't quite get both right now, uh, that can be answered over the phone as well. So head to ozclimate.com.au, code LOTOXLIFE, extra 10% off even when there's something on sale there. And I might also quickly mention that I have opened registrations for the Low Tox Method Business Coaching Program. If you have a burning idea in the low tox space, if you have an existing business that you would like to pivot towards being more low tox focused, uh, or maybe you just really love all things low tox and there's specific niches that really push your buttons and you think, how can I put together something in this space and show up and work in it. Uh, all of those things and more are reasons that you might want to check out the Lotox Method Business Coaching Program. Fun fact, before I started Lotox Life in 2009, I had been a business consultant across hospitality, beauty, uh, and a couple of other industries for years. And it is really a passion of mine to help people realize the potential of their ideas, the potential of the work they're doing, uh, and find ways to work in the landscapes that are relevant to them, uh, in the niches that are, you're passionate about and develop you to achieve your goals. Uh, so if that sounds interesting to you, again, in the course drop down on lotoxlife.com, you'll see the Lotox method. Uh, and I'll also put the registration page information in today's show notes. That's it from me. Let's start talking dental and gum health. Hey, Lewis, how are you? Good, Alex. How are you? I'm really, really well, thank you. And I'm really excited to have you here for Preconception Ninja because this is a time when a lot of people don't really beeline for their oral health checkups and making sure everything's okay in the mouth. So, like, let's just start by defining holistic dentistry because a lot of people are not going to have forayed into looking at alternative health um, uh, options or more holistic health options when it comes to their teeth. What, it, mm. By definition, what does that mean? Well, I think what, what we're talking about there is the, the person connected to the teeth and gums, not just the teeth and gums in isolation. And, yeah. you know, that person chews, breathes, sleeps, thinks, um, all these things impact on, on your oral health. So, um, 
you know, we look at the, the whole person and in doing that, you can get far better health outcomes for, for people and actually make some connections between oral health and general health that people had no clue even existed. So it's not necessarily kind of like when people hear holistic dentistry, they kind of think, oh, there's this is kind of voodoo. It's mm. just it's, it's really more about making connections between oral health and general health, which is, you know, backed up in 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 a lot of literature as well so um and you can you can really miss out on a lot of things that can improve the health of somebody if you just focus on the teeth and gums like you might not pick up if someone's got sleep disordered breathing or sleep apnea or you you might not you know notice that someone's got adrenal fatigue or you know any any number of things that we kind of look out for in a in a new patient exam Wow. And in a yearly patient exam as well, I was shocked the first time I had my like repeat exam from Ron because it went on forever. Like it was like a a 15 point check of all sorts of stuff that was going on in my life, not just in my mouth. And that was when I really thought, okay, this makes so much more sense because Mm. a lot that you see in teeth and gums can be signs of what's going on in the body, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I always say to my patients that the mouth doesn't lie mm. and you can tell so much from somebody's overall health just by, you know, looking into their mouth. You can tell if they're stressed, if they've been really healthy. You can tell if they're, you know, highly inflamed. You can tell if they've been sleeping well. You can tell if they've been breathing well or poorly. Um, you can tell if they've been making poor dietary decisions, you know, lifestyle choices, etc. So there's there's... One of the best parts of the job is really about putting your detective hat on mm. and thinking what's been going on and making those connections and trying to give advice on, you know, on, on ways to improve. Mm. And when someone, when a couple or a person is starting to think about having a family, it's not usually common that, that you hear a practitioner go, okay, let's get your mouth into tip top shape then. So yeah. what have you seen in the research are the links between oral health and overall health when it comes to preconception specifically? Well, there's a couple of things there. Um, the two of the most common diseases in the world live in the mouth. So that's tooth decay and gum disease. And gum disease in particular is a, is a real problem if you're thinking about, you know, conceiving because you obviously want to decrease inflammation in the body. Mm. And um, we know that it's that chronic inflammation that links to a whole range of systemic diseases. So things like heart disease, diabetes, um, stomach cancer, breast cancer, pancreatic cancer, like the, it just come, you know, the more, more and more research comes out almost every month. And, um, you know, if you're talking about trying to create a perfect environment to conceive, you, you really want to make sure that there's not a lot of inflammation. And remember, we swallow 1500 to 2000 times a day and if you've got a lot of gunk in your mouth and it's not in tip-top shape then that can affect you know your gut um whole range of other things and there's also a blood supply in your gums so Mm. your gums actually connect to the rest of your body but everyone kind of sees it in isolation yeah so if you've got a lot of inflammation here the bugs can travel through the bloodstream and affect other areas of the body and and the body's really intuitive it won't you know it, it, it wants ideal conditions to, to conceive. Um, and if your body's highly inflamed, then, you know, it's not necessarily going to, going to be an ideal sort of situation for you to do so. Right. And by saying like gum disease, do we mean like, you know, when you floss and it's, um, bleeding a lot or are you, like just for people who are trying to 
put a definition to that. What are we looking for? What? How do we know? Is it a thing that is defined by a certain set of measures? Yeah, so there's there's varying degrees of gum disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, bleeding when you brush or floss is a sign of inflammation. It might just be gingivitis, which is a reversible condition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of pregnant women have hormonal changes and their gums will bleed a lot. And that's more of a, you know, hormonal change thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've got gum disease. But that's that's a sign of inflammation, and inflammation is not good. So you've got to work hard to try and reduce those signs and symptoms. Um, but in terms of the studies, you know, there's links between gum disease, and you know, we, we tend to focus a lot on women's health when it comes to um, you know conception and things. But oh, you know, totally, so swayed as well when it takes two to tango. Yeah, and then the, the guys get away with murder and, um, you know, a lot of the studies in terms of gum disease links show, you know, that the guys need to get their act together too because, it, you know, gum disease or gum inflammation has been linked to poor sperm motility, so their ability to swim mm-hmm. and um, also quality of sperm, but also erectile dysfunction, which is, is kind of an important um, part of the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from a from a woman's standpoint as well, you know, there, there's studies that show um, pre preterm birth, so low birth weights and things. If if um, you know you do finally conceive, that the the baby will just want to be pushed out if there's a lot of inflammation about. So, um, very important part of of the whole picture. Absolutely, and then in terms of preconception care then if we're going to look at this what are some of the best ways to reduce that inflammation overall in the body and in the mouth based on what you recommend your patients uh well i mean you got to look at nutrition obviously yeah um and that's eating as naturally and as healthy as possible with plenty of you know mainly good quality vegetables as your yeah as your stock and then some you know moderate amounts of good quality protein if that's you know your, your your bag but um yeah that's really important obviously brushing and flossing but also you know visiting the dentist you know in the lead up a lot of people just come in and their gums are in shocking state and i've actually seen a patient who has been trying to get pregnant has tried all other options and then i've just looked in her mouth and her gums are just a mess really and you know we've tidied them up and that's been the the thing that's got her across the line so no way that's yeah, amazing yeah. yeah so i mean it's like i said it's a ma- massive source of inflammation and can affect your ability to fall pregnant and what i tell my patients as well is that your your gum surface area is about the size of your the palm of your hand so if you imagine that that's bleeding chronically and <laughs> Um, you wouldn't ignore that, would you? No, you'd be no, like, you'd be, oh my god! Yeah, you'd be in a state of panic. You'd be at the hospital, and then, <laughs> yeah. but like people ignore that for years and years and years and years, and don't do anything about it because they don't think it affects anything. Yeah, and wow. it's a little bit out of sight, out of mind in the mouth. You know, it's kind of hidden behind lips and your face and all that sort of stuff. So, um, it's hugely important, but also for your ch- for your children's health as well. Further down the track, what you eat prior to to falling pregnant actually can form the shape of your child's upper and lower jaws, which have impacts on their ability to breathe well. 
um, and their ability to sleep well as well, and that can have huge impacts on you know learning, mood, whole range of things, growth hormone production. Mm. So you know we know that vitamins A, D, E, and K are really important in that preconception time but also when the child's young to try and promote that um those strong wide jaws but also strong teeth and coming back to foods we're talking vitamin a liver we're talking d sunshine sunshine avocados have got d avocado we're talking for e what are we talking uh it's friday afternoon here i know right i was just about to say i take a vitamin e supplement because i just think um it's it's such an underlooked vitamin E, avocado, definitely. Um, yeah. It's in meat, it's in eggs in a small amount. Vitamin K is in natto, gouda, cheese. Yeah. Um, uh, and natto is one of those things that doesn't taste very amazing. But um, if you just squeeze a whole bunch of lime juice over it and mix it into something like... Mask it and you're good to go. Yeah, you're good to go. And you only need like a 50 cent piece. I was talking to an amazing nutritionist, the beautiful Georgia Lenerman, who does the What to Eat program. And she was on the podcast last year. And, um, and she talked about vitamin K because it gets the minerals to the teeth and bones. So it's mm-hmm. so, so important, yeah. um, as you know. But um, but she was trying to get us all across the line with the natto, and that that was her hot tip: mix it in with a little bit of rice if if you have to, and then mm. heaps of lime juice, and then just. Oh. I've never tried never tried it. Yeah, I might, I might give it a go. Yeah, there you go. But it's um it's incredible stuff. Otherwise, you can of course take a supplement. But I always mm. try to give the food um, yeah. version a, a go first. Um, Definitely. And so so how do, how long would it take us to build up some of these vitamins? Just a month or two to just really get some good healthy levels before we try to conceive? Yeah, I think it depends on the individual. Like, yeah. I mean, if I look at my own bloods and I've been trying to build up my D and my my zinc a little bit, mm. um, you know, speaking my my integrative doctor, she, she says it just varies, you yeah. know. So I think as long as it's in the diet and you're kind of thinking about this maybe a year out, that yeah. would probably be enough time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it can it can make a huge difference. Like Ron, my uncle, um, his daughter was really really on top of what she was eating, and you can actually see with her little girl, like she's got all this space between her teeth. And, oh wow! And she's got you know, she sleeps really well and her breathing's really good. So you know, it it does obviously there's, a, there's genetic, so we can't you know you can't ignore that. that. Yeah, but. It's just a whole, you know, it's a whole th- whole package thing and, and they cer- certainly ticked all the boxes and you can see it in, in the kid's mouth. Mm, amazing. Um, and then in terms of um, any other tips that you have for people uh, starting to think about babies, we've got our vitamins sorted, we've got get a trip or two to the dentist in, a couple of really good cleans Yeah. Um, in that year before. Anything else you want to share? I just think people should be far more on top of their oral hygiene mm. because the amount of people I see that just you, you just look into their mouth and you're like you just haven't been brushing well or you mm. you know they've been trying they've been doing it but they yeah. haven't been doing it well so I think putting your dentist like you know me or whoever to work and actually say how where am I missing out on you know how do I actually brush and floss because a lot of people actually don't even know how to floss. Like I'll say, here, show me how you floss. Mm. And they'll, they'll do it in between the teeth. But 
it's the bacteria that live underneath the gums that cause mm. all those systemic problems that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And what you're actually trying to do with your flossing is introduce oxygen into an area where there's no oxygen. So if you think about that, the bacteria that live underneath the gums without oxygen, mm-hmm. they're super aggressive, super tenacious to be able to live in that environment. And what you're trying to do is actually bring oxygen down into, into the gum so that you make it a friend, not a foe, because yeah. your bacteria can be a friend or a foe. And, um, and does that kill the, kills the bad guys, right? Oxygenating yeah. them. It's like zapping them. Yeah, exactly. And, and it makes, makes the whole oral community more favorable, mm. um, which is a, which is a bonus. So I would just say really work on your oral hygiene. Don't ignore your flossing. And, you know, the vast majority of people don't do it. And I find that I'm even at times a little bit lazy, but you gotta, you gotta work out a way that you can motivate yourself. So for me, being like a, you know, former athlete and things, I was, I'm really competitive. So what I do is I'll, I'll put a, a bit of A4 paper on my bathroom mirror and I'll actually put a tally of how many times I've flossed this year. Yeah. And if I, if I, like in a row and if I don't <laughs> do it, I'll be like, no, nah, I've let myself down and then I'll do it. So then I'll, yeah. you know, so it's accountability. You got to find something that will motivate you, but you know, reducing inflammation and, in improving your chances of falling pregnant is good motivation in itself. Mm, totally. Um, and I think uh, just back to that flossing, one of the things that your dental hygienist um, taught me, whose name I've just forgotten, but that, like she actually grabbed the floss and put it like to the side of the tooth and then to, down and to the side of the other tooth still in between the same teeth. And yeah. that was a revelation. I had never learned to floss. No one teaches you this stuff. Everyone just says mm. floss between your teeth. Yeah. But, like, until you're actually shown, um, it's actually a little bit uh, tricky to understand. So mm. it's kind of like you want to, like, move it beside the tooth. I wish I had a piece of floss right now to show people. But it's like you move it on that side, <laughs> that side, and then that side, and then you go under. So it's not yeah. straight in. Is that a good no. way to describe it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was... I think a good way to think about it is to think about what the root surface would look like as it goes up, mm-hmm. you know, so you want to lasso it round and feel the contour of the tooth. There should always be tension on your floss. Yes, gotcha. Yeah. Um, whereas if it's just floating, it's mm. just not really picking anything up between the teeth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, feeling that feeling yeah. that contour of the, the, the tooth and the root because you mm. want it down underneath the gum. Yeah, cool. But, gen- but gently. Yes. I'm not jamming it in there. Not yeah. jamming it in there. No. Yeah. That's a false positive on the bleeding front. Which you don't yeah, need. yeah. Exactly. People freaking out all over the place going, oh my God, my gum's bleeding. Yeah. Would it be it's normal if someone's gone from doing it the, the wrong way to doing it this way? Um, and like it's the first time they've started flossing properly. Would it actually be quite normal for you to have bleeding gums a couple of days before it settled yeah. down? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So even for, like, for example, I went, I just got back from the States and I was there for two and a half weeks mm-hmm. and I didn't, I shouldn't admit this, but I didn't floss for the oh. last week because I <laughs> left my floss when I moved to hotels and I suppose I should just, could have just bought one. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> anyway, even, even, uh, I was on holidays, Alex. So. Yeah, fine, fine. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, when I got home, I started flossing again, and even that week, I, I was actually finding that 
obviously there's air travel which affects the immune system and that can show up in your gums but um yeah i started bleeding even after a week of not doing it so yeah if you finally start doing it or you finally start doing it well it's very normal but a lot of people panic and they stop doing it because they see bleeding, but it's actually reason to keep going. And after about three, four, five days, depending on how your immune system is, it'll it'll settle. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for answering so many great little questions for us in the preconception phase. Um, actually, I might ask one more because I've had this question a couple of times um, lately, and that was women who were thinking of getting pregnant who – had leftover from um, the good old days mercury amalgam fillings from dentists who use those. Um, when should they take them out? Is there a, a risk factor in getting them out before you have a baby or is it better to do it now and just ensure there's no mercury left over in your blood tests a couple of months after so you can detox that and then get pregnant? Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, it really depends on what state the amalgam fillings are in as well. So that needs an analysis. So if you've got like there's some signs of kind of leaky, you know, amalgams that look you know, look like they've got decay underneath them and they, they're chipping and cracking and things, mm-hmm. then you would have a tendency to get them replaced because you need a good seal on your, your yeah. tooth so bacteria doesn't get in underneath there anyway. Um, and that would be something that you would do definitely before you wouldn't do it sort of during um, pregnancy and you know soon after so yeah it's a good good thing to get them analyzed at least would be my advice and then depending on the state that they're in you would come up with a with a plan of attack but um yeah you'd want to if they were in poor shape you'd want to have enough time to actually detox the metal Mm. out of your system as well because everybody says well sorry everybody conventional dentistry says that there's absolutely no risk in getting them removed and there's no mercury that um that could possibly be leaking um is that true um Look, I, I, the thing that bothers me is that... It's just us. No one else is going to listen to this. No, just kidding. Um, um, yeah, the, the thing that I find amazing is that if we are to, hypothetically, if mm. I was to place an amalgam in our practice, which we never do, mm. um, and haven't done since about before I was born, mm. um, which is pretty cool, um, what you would have to do if I if I placed it and there was excess, you'd have to put it into a separate separate trap so it doesn't go into the environment mm-hmm. because it bioaccumulates and gets into our food chain, etc. But yet it's okay to put it in someone's mouth. It is weird, isn't it? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and there are some studies that have shown that as, when the when the actual amalgam goes in, it's fifty percent by weight, so it's half mercury. Mm. And then there's been some tests done 10 years later on the same tooth, you know, of an extracted tooth, and it's been like 38% mercury, oh, wow. 39%. So, I mean, where's it going? I mean, mm. it's a pretty hostile environment. You chew, you produce a 1,000 pounds of force through your jaw yeah. onto an amalgam. There's saliva, you know. I mean, it, it makes sense that it's just not going to sit there stable. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. So... Um, have a chat to your holistic dentist about getting the amalgams out. And there are actually a couple of really good resources that we've put together for finding one near you, whether you're in the UK, US, 
or here in Australia. Um, and if you're lucky enough to be in Sydney, you can go to Sydney Holistic Dental like we do. Um, so thanks once again, Lewis. That was a really great chat. And I feel like everybody's going to feel a little bit more um, empowered around what the mouth has to do with preconception. So I really appreciate your time. No worries. Pleasure. I hope you loved today's show as much as I loved bringing it to you. I want to remind you that if you are someone who craves a low-tox community that is judgment-free, full of empowerment, has health professionals and building health professionals that can support you, as well as me in there answering questions multiple times a week, I want to invite you to join the Low-Tox Club. For the price of less than a cup of coffee, a month. You have an annual membership for $49 Australian. So it's about $30 US or Euro that allows you to have a member masterclass every single month with a health professional or global expert from the podcast where we have them to ourselves for an hour to ask questions and deep dive further. You have the beautiful supportive chat group. You have Q and A's with me, me answering questions. We read books and talk about them and a whole bunch more. You can head to lowtoxlife.com, hit the explore tab and join the club is the very first option on that list. Of course, we have over 10 evergreen courses that you can jump into anytime, whether it's navigating everyday low-tox swaps with our Go Low-Tox signature course, whether you have kids and you're wanting to know how to best support them with our low-tox kids course, whether you're planning a family and looking at a healthy low-tox preconception journey, reducing in inflammation, especially the chronic kind with our Inflammation Ninja course, many, many other courses. You can again head to lowtoxlife.com, hit the courses tab and you'll see all of the options, which includes a business course, my Low Tox Method program. Uh, A lot of people don't know, but uh, I was doing a lot before starting Low Tox Life in 2009. And I was a business consultant across hospitality, health, retail, and cosmetics. I have been in business consulting for a very long time. So I absolutely adore helping people move into the low-tox space or develop their low-tox businesses. So that's a way I can support you. And then, of course, there's our wonderful social media communities at Low-Tox Life on Instagram and, of course, the website with over 250 gluten-free recipes, blogs, downloadable PDFs to help you navigate wanting to get rid of synthetic fragrances in your school or office. I could go on. So head to lowtoxlife.com, see what takes your interest or fancy. And thank you so much for being a part of our podcast community. I love, love, love reading your reviews. I appreciate every follow and subscribe. And I want to just remind you to finish off that if there's anything you heard that you found interesting from a medical or scientific perspective, it is intended as education only. Please always chat to a health professional who knows you and your situation best. I'll see you next week. Bye.